welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and just doing a happy dance yet again. Uh, I have another amazing guest joining me, and today it's Kristen Blythe, and she is ancestral healing coach, energy healer, and mentor for healing professionals, as well as the founder of Rooted Wisdom Coaching. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much, Terry. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just told you, I said, I'm excited to learn because is the people who've been fans of this show for the past five and a half years know they've traveled my healing journey with me. Uh, I certainly do. Um, like if it comes across my radar, I want to do it. I want to try it and see if it helps me a, a little bit further down that healing road. And so, but the ancestral part of it, We've talked about it a little bit, but not really super in depth and I haven't done it. So I'm excited to learn from you. So yeah. <laughs> so talk to us about that piece of it. Yeah. So I actually started my career doing hands-on energy work. That's how I started. I started training in it over 20 years ago. And then when I opened my practice, I was kind of taking all the bits and pieces that I had learned through my training, through different mentors that I had and that kind of thing. And that was going pretty well, but I was finding that a lot of my clients were not really super invested in their healing. They were kind of wanting someone else to, you know, give them the keys and that kind of thing. And I think we all kind of go through that process at some point. And so I was kind of searching for different ways of how can I approach healing or how can I help other people be more empowered and involved in their healing. And so I was kind of going through that process and I was about to start reworking my business model. And I started, and this was, you know, right after I had serendipitously lost my office, the building was sold. So I was like, great, I have free time to kind of figure this out. And the universe had other plans for me. And I started having PTSD flashbacks and memory from my own childhood trauma. And so this led into this months-long, really deep dive into trauma healing. And it was something that I didn't expect. It was, in hindsight, there were signs that I had, you know, I mean, you have nervous system symptoms, you have people in your life that you're like, why am I attracting these people? I've done so much healing on myself already. Where is this coming from? Well, it was this whole backlog of trauma that I had that I didn't remember so I'm, I've always been intuitive my whole life and it was my, my guides, my spirit guides and my own intuition that led me through this healing process and the specific exercises, different things I needed to look at and all of these different things that I needed to do to get through this healing. And so I came out on the other side of it and I started kind of looking back at this process thinking, gosh, like how did this end up being my life? you know, how was this my experience? Why did I end up with this? And I just had this insight that you didn't end up with it. You came into a story. You incarnated into a lineage that already had the same story of trauma and abuse that started generations back. And I was just the next generation in the story. And it was just sort of part of my life path to actually heal these patterns within myself. And so, you know, when I had this aha moment, then my guides were like, great job, you figured it out. And so they started kind of like giving me these downloads 
and information about ancestral healing and how, you know, when we come into life, we're incarnating with all of these energies that are already set up that are part of our genetic lineage and all the different patterns, all the limiting beliefs, all the trauma that have not been healed yet by the people that came before us, as well as our soul traumas and past life experiences, if you believe in that kind of thing and all of that. And those come together into what I call the ancestral blueprint. And this is the energetic template that we all have that's very unique to each of us that informs our life experience. And so part of our work here as humans is to start to balance the energies that we inherit that are out of balance. So these ancestral burdens that we might have and to use the soul gifts that we have and the different gifts that come to us through our genetic lineage to give that to the world. So, you know, our purpose, our mission and all of that, and they actually complement each other, our burdens and our gifts that we inherit through this ancestral blueprint that we all have. So that's kind of how I got into this work. <laughs> so it was kind of, a, I didn't, you know, go to college and say, I'm going to be an ancestral healer. It all kind of just came together through this really intense you know, life experience that I had. So, yeah. And I, I, I hear it happen with, I, I would say 90% of my, the guests that I have on the show who are healers and work in the healing arena. Um, I know my degree is in psychology, but I had gone back to get a degree in psychology after um, my, some, some trauma experiences with some bank robberies. And um, I was so intrigued, like my mom had been through bank robberies. She was a banker too but she didn't have, seem to have the the trauma effects that I had. Like I was having horrible panic attacks and, and so we and so anyway, I went back and got it for that, but here I am in this podcast world and this healing world. Yes. In the trauma recovery arena, but it was this again, just kind of happened and I was led to it. So I, I love the idea that, that, you know, you listen to the guides, your guides and, um, allowed this to unfold for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so ever grateful for that every day, because I know not everyone has that initial experience of going through recognizing that they have trauma for to start with, and then going, starting to embark on that healing process with their higher guidance and with, you know, an active intuition that's been developed that can help give them that support. And that's why, you know, I felt called to shift everything to do it the way that I do now, which is I don't do hands-on healing work anymore. I do coaching because I realized through the process that there's, I can't heal anybody really. We all have, I can provide guidance. I can provide support. I can help, you know, direct your attention to certain things, but we all are responsible for, what exists in our energy, you know, whether, you know, we're responsible for how it got there or not. And a lot of the time we're not. And that's something that I had to kind of come to grips with because, you know, I kept thinking, what did I do to deserve this experience that I had as a child? You know, I must've done something horrible in a past life or, you know, I had all the stories in my mind. And then I realized no, it wasn't actually me. I incarnated into a story that I really wasn't involved in until I came into this lineage that I came into. And part of my purpose in coming into it was because I had the ability to balance some of these really toxic patterns 
through other experiences I'd had in other lifetimes that this lineage needed. And I think that's the case for a lot of the us that are really committed to our healing work. It's because we're here to do that healing, not just for ourselves, but for our lineage. And the really beautiful thing too, is that when we do this healing work in ourselves, that healing is imprinted in our energy. So the template for the healing exists there in our field. And so anyone that's connected to us through that ancestral blueprint so our family members, you know, other kind of connections and relations that we have, they all can receive healing as well, just through their connection to us without us actually having to do anything. So that's a really important piece to that as well. I love that. And you know, what just popped in my head is that I, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was driving in the car and I said to myself, if I decide to come back again, I hope that somehow this is like, like attached to me that all this healing work I've done that I remember somehow, I mean, not necessarily in my brain, but like in a soul level, like, Oh, remember the last time this is what we did. So yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. And I tell my kids all the time, you know, I wish I had the magic wand guys. Like I wish I had the magic wand to, to help you through your difficulties, but that is part of the journey. And I love it that my kids are in their twenties doing this work because they've seen oh, yeah. mom go through it in their, her forties and fifties doing the work. So it's, it, I, I say you're way ahead of the curve if you're doing the healing work in your twenties. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely wish I could have done it in my twenties, you know, like when you, the older you get, the more you're like, really? <laughs> you right. Know, it does now. Um, but you know, at the same time, I didn't have the resources at that time. And, and, you know, I do believe that we all come to our healing at the exact right time, even if there's all kinds of parts of us that wish it was different. I mean, when I had my memories come back, it was at a time where I had the support, you know, from others for the first time in my life that could have helped me through it. I had the energetic understanding of things. I had the financial resources to take time off work. You know, all of these different pieces just came into place that gave me the space to heal. And it was hard. You know, it was excruciating. It's, you know, people think that spirituality and all that is all like sunshine and rainbows. But when you really get into the actual stuff that we need to do to start you know, coming more into alignment with ourselves, our soul self, it's hard. It's really hard work and it can beat you up. And then there's like, you know, trauma healing from the trauma healing, (laughs) you know, like from the actual process of healing the trauma. But, um, you know, really my goal now is to help people access that own inner wisdom that they have within themselves and know that they can to teach those tools So that they can go into their life and when something comes up, they can use those tools or those exercises to work it out and clear it. And that's been the most beautiful thing in my life and in my work life with the shift that I've made and how I approach healing with clients is because now I see the empowerment. Now I see how, you know, people are really invested and involved in their healing. And now they have tools that they can take home. It's not just relying on someone else. And that's really, really important. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I tell you, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you say, because I've said forever now that you have to go 
into the darkness to get to the light. Like you have to go back and and work through it. And it is so very hard, but wow, is it worth it when you get to the other side and you're like, one, you're empowered, two, um, there's there's just a freedom. There's there's a, a relief that comes uh, with being able to, yeah, do that healing work. Absolutely, um, absolutely. As it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to okay. answer you. One of the things that you had on when we had communicated back and forth, you you had four prerequisites for healing that must be met in order to fully release past traumas and limiting energies. Can you talk to us about those four? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is, you know, I did a lot of different exercises to release trauma and to work through limiting beliefs and things. And I found that the way that I was guided, there was always this formula that had to be met, regardless of what the exercise was, regardless of what the energy was that needed to be released or the tra- whatever it was, it didn't matter. There was always this formula. So I kind of put it together and I call it the ROSA method, R-O-E-S-A. And what this stands for is basically these four prerequisites are really five steps that we need to go through in order to fully release something, whether that be trauma, limiting beliefs, different patterns, whatever. So the R stands for what's real. So what's part of our experience. And that seems really obvious that, you know, you got to know what exists before you can actually do something about it. But a lot of what's part of our experience is unconscious or in our subconscious. And so we have to kind of do some digging sometimes to recognize that there's a pattern here or to recognize that, oh, this isn't something I have to live with. There's a different way. This isn't just how everybody experiences things, you know, so we have to come to these realizations first of what's real for us, what's part of our experience. So once we have that, then we get to the O, which is what's the origin of this pattern or this thing that's here. Where did this start? And this is where we get into ancestral stuff because, you know, sometimes it's from our own life and our own experiences, but sometimes our own life experiences didn't start with us. Sometimes we have trauma. Sometimes we're imparted with different beliefs about ourselves, self-esteem issues, whatever it might be, because of conditioning that our parents had or their parents had or all the way back or different experiences that our ancestors had that led to certain patterns being passed down to us. And so if we can trace the origin of what exists for us as best we can backward to wherever it started, then we're kind of highlighting the entire energy of what we're experiencing from now back to its inception, whenever that was. So then the third part of this is E, which is the effect. So what is what effect is this thing that exists having on our life? If it's trauma, limiting belief, how is it impacting how we experience our life or the choices we make or how we're feeling or our thoughts, all these different parts of our experience? So when you can recognize how it's impacting your life, how it's affecting you, then you can get to the next step, which which is the S, shift. How do you want to shift it? Once we know how it's affecting us, then we can decide how we want to change it. And so then we can, you know, do different exercises to figure that out for ourselves. What's most in alignment with where we're wanting to go with this and just make that decision. And so then the last part of this process is authorize or give permission. So that's where we get into integrating spirit into this. We give permission 
to our body, to our higher self, to our higher power, whatever that might be. Um, quantum particles, you know, what it doesn't matter. It's just something bigger than yourself. You know, your your 3D consciousness here, you're giving permission to release that pattern and then bring in what you've decided you want to shift it to. And it really is that simple to clear things. And there's a lot of ways that we can do different exercises to work through this. There's really infinite ways. You can do this through life experiences you have. You can just happen upon it through conversation. Um, You can do it through journaling exercises. You can do it through meditation. You can do it through intuitive work. You can do it with a therapist. You know, there's infinite ways we can happen across these five different steps. But when we meet those prerequisites, we achieve healing. And then how we really anchor that into our experience is we take an action or we have an experience through these new templates or these new energies that we create for ourselves. And so that's what really allows us to permanently embody that shift that we're desiring to make is is to live through it. So that's kind of how this got put together. And then all of the things that I do, you know, whether it be meditations I offer and client sessions, just all the things are really based on these prerequisites. And that's the foundation of kind of everything that I do. So, well, I just say yay to all of it, because (laughs) uh, as someone who utilizes, as I told you, anything that comes across my radar and I try it, but, but what it sounds like you're you're honoring the individuality of a person. And so where some person is like, oh, you know, I'm just not a big fan of meditation, but I love to journal or I love to write or whatever it is uh, that it, because it is about um, allowing spirit, I call them angel whispers, whatever it is to come through. And when you do find that thing that allows it to happen, wow, it's amazing what can come through and the possibilities. Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting with ancestral healing specifically, especially in the West, a lot of us are so disconnected from our ancestral lineages, especially if you get really far back and what those, you know, any tribal traditions and things like that, that our ancestors from long ago might have had, we don't even know about that, you know, we don't even think about that. And so that kind of limits us. And then we don't know how to access a way to clear these different energies that we've inherited through our ancestral lineage because we've also divorced ourselves from the different rituals and things like that that are meant to help heal these things that get that get passed down. So I wanted to really present this kind of healing work in a way that was accessible to anybody regardless of what their background was and that was applicable to anyone so that they could take it and integrate it into their own spiritual practice or if they are connected connected to their ancestral tradition to just bring these steps into what they're already doing so that they're honoring themselves and their lineage and not feeling like they're adopting something that doesn't resonate with them or is not part of their culture and feels kind of awkward or or whatever it might be. And I think a lot of times ancestral healing is taught through the lens of a specific indigenous culture. And I wanted to stay away from that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not accessible to everyone and and it doesn't resonate with everyone. And so that's, what's been really powerful about this is that it's, it's for anyone and everyone, and it can be integrated into any practice. Yeah. Two things popped into my head and they're completely, they're not related at all. So I'm going to throw both of them out and feel free to answer one or both. (laughs) One is 
Um, so this is not just about like trauma healing, but like if you have a, a, a history of, of financial issues or a, a history of love, you know, difficulty with, with relationships. I mean, this is about all different kinds of um, patterns, correct? Yeah, I would say yes. And also I, from my experience and I define trauma differently than, you know, I, I define trauma trauma from an energy perspective and not how a medical professional or a psychologist would define it. And, you know, those who study psychology know that there's actually many definitions of trauma within different psychology models. But the way that I define trauma is when we have an experience that causes us to use that experience to inform our beliefs, our behaviors, our thoughts, emotions, choices, as opposed to our core truth. So when we start informing ourselves or using that experience, there's this internal fracturing that occurs. And this is how we get these different parts of ourselves, these inner child parts and shadow aspects for, with shadow work and things like that. This internal fracturing is created by turning away from our core self and being informed by the experience. And so that then leads to limiting beliefs and different experiences that we have in that energy is held in our energy field. And if anyone's familiar with the law of attraction, we attract our experiences through the energies that we carry. And often we're most familiar with, um, you know, aligning our thoughts and emotions with what we're wanting to manifest in life. But we manifest through all of the energies that we have. And that includes our trauma energies. That includes our ancestral patterns and energies and, you know, all kinds of different templates that we have. So it's not just about what we're thinking and feeling in the moment. You know, everything in our life and in our reality is informed by our whole internal experience and all of the energies that we're connected to. So when we trace things back to the origin, the origin is always a trauma because the trauma is what brings us out of balance with our core self. And that might not be our trauma. It might be an ancestral trauma. So let's take an example. Maybe, you know, a lot of us had ancestors that lived through the Great Depression. And this is something that affected families in a unique way within the family, but then it also affected the collective as well. So everybody had a challenging time with it, but just in different ways. And, you know, maybe now there's a person who has a difficult time getting rid of things that they hoard things, they can't get rid of old stuff and they don't know why. And, you know, it's not bringing them joy, but they just don't feel like they can get rid of it. And they start tracing it back and they realize that they've been getting this programming their whole life from their mother, who's maybe her father experienced the Great Depression as a boy. And they've heard this programming of, oh, well, you never know when you might need it. You shouldn't get rid of it. You never know when you might need it. And come to find out two generations back, your grandfather, you know, his father scrounged through the house and found different things that they had and traded those for food. And you know, to have a place to live and these things to meet the family's needs. So this trauma of going through this very, you know, scarce time in our human experience created these patterns and imprints because of that trauma. And so if, you know, we might be still having this experience, but we don't know why, because we don't 
you haven't heard the story, you know? And, and so that's where tracing it back and really looking at, well, where could this have started if it didn't start in my own life? What programming did I get from my parents? What stories have I been told? And, you know, that that's how we can have issues with money the same way. A lot of people have challenges with their finances because of things that happened in their ancestors' experiences that they're not fully aware of. And that pattern just keeps repeating, but we can heal it if we can trace it back and I identify what those patterns are and why they're there and then make that choice. And it, I know it sounds very simple, but it does take work to get to the information and you have to really look at yourself and tune into your inner, inner wisdom to get to that information. So, yeah. No, thanks for clarifying that. Hold on. I must shut my laptop because it was dinging. I forgot it was open. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. So thanks so much for clarifying that. Um, yeah. And that's what I love it that you said that it really does go back to a trauma moment because then it, it just throws the the pattern off and creates that that habit, um, that tape loop, I guess. Uh, right. And then when we do this work to shift it in ourselves and in our energy, that's actually repairing that fracturing that happened when we come back into alignment with our own core truth. And we no longer are informed by that experience, the, the one that's out of balance. So that's where all the healing happens, really. Awesome. Well, the other thing that that had popped into my head was, um, and this is a way left turn or right turn. Um, so in this maybe way out there, but my heritage is German and Irish, like it's like mm-hmm. my grandparents parents came over on boats kinds of things it was they they came to america and uh so a lot of german and irish heritage however me personally i've been so drawn lately and it just almost to a point where i i it not an obsession but it's just i just constantly find myself drawn to native american um like music i listen to to a pandora station that plays a lot of that music and uh the the healing rituals and and like um there's a tea that came across my radar recently um slippery elm bark and so and and so i was reading about how uh, native americans use that in their healing and so anyway i just it just keeps coming across my radar and so i thought to myself I know I don't have any Native American in me. I just don't, I mean, I'm, you know, I have this German and Irish history. Could, could it be a previous life that I could have been Native American and I pull that in? I mean, is that part of it as well? Or is this just strictly like this particular life in the, in the, in what our lineage is um, like, you know, our blood? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, we have both the genetic lineage and our soul lineage and our soul isn't limited by the physical body that we're born into in each life. So, you know, I've seen, I've countless past, past lives of mine that I've had to work through healing for traumas that I've had, and they've been scattered all over the world. I've been different types of people, different genders, like all these different things. And when you start to do this work, it really opens yourself up to see yourself as something different than the body that you're in, because you start to recognize I've been all these things and all of us have been all of these things. 
And when we start to tap into that, then we can really tap into this ancient wisdom that we all have through whatever lineage to start to access the things that we need to heal. And, you know, that similar experiences have happened to me as well, where I've just been drawn to certain plants or um, certain, you know, healing techniques or whatever else that I wasn't familiar with before, but come to me very naturally, or I just have this knowing or understanding. And a lot of that comes from past life wisdom and soul skills that are coming through. And those things are all really important for our ancestral healing as well, because often our soul gifts are what's needed to heal the genetic lineage that we come into or heal those genetic wounds that we inherit. Yeah. Thanks so much for clarifying that because yeah, that makes perfect sense to have both the genetic lineage and then the soul lineage. So yeah, very cool. Wow. Well, fascinating. I mean, again, I would, I just think it's so amazing to, to deep dive into this and um, yeah, open up the, because again, to me, it opens up the possibilities for healing. And I, I know I've talked about it a couple of times before on the show, but I've gone through EMDR therapy um, for an, quite a long time and um stopped for a while and then came back to it. Now I'm stopped again uh, for this life trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but there just seems to be in both of my therapists, as well as we, I've seen like EFT pr- practitioners and so many other, uh, even intuitives that have talked to me have said, Terry, like we've done all the healing work for all your trauma here. You've done so much work. And that's a, that's a different life trauma because I, I still have like, can't drive over bridges or can't drive on highways. And Mm -hmm. so they, they, they say to me, and so I've, I've done just a tad, like a little bit of testing the waters kind of work with it, but really haven't, uh, haven't done it because there's this part of me that's like afraid. Oh my gosh, I've been through so much trauma in this life. Do I really want to go and look at trauma from other (laughs) lives? Like, oh my gosh, it's like, oh, but I also know that if I want to continue to elevate and evolve that, yeah, it's time. Like I've done, the, I've done the healing work here. Yeah. And it, it's, it, you get drawn to it when the time is right. And when you're ready for it and when you're actually experiencing it, at least, you know, the way I've done it, there's kind of two ways that you come at it. And it's, it, you can actually observe it when you're in that meditation from a third party perspective. So you're just sort of like watching it happen. And that is less of a visceral experience. And that's often how it can happen to where you're sort of just watching. And that actually helps us, you know, with back to the Rosa method helps us trace it to the origin. So we're getting that understanding or bringing to our conscious awareness, oh, this is what happened. And this is why I have this experience now. So you're meeting those first two steps. And then from there, it's understanding how it's impacting you. So, oh, I can't drive over bridges and and my nervous system gets activated or whatever. How do you want to change it? Well, you want to clear that trauma. You know, you want to change those beliefs and the nervous system activation and all of that. And then you give permission. I give permission to clear this and to bring in my soul's truth or my authentic truth or whatever language you want to use there. And that will clear the energy. And then next time you drive over a bridge, notice you know, notice how it feels different. Notice that, oh, I used to actually feel way more activated than I do now, or I'm able to do this now and I couldn't before and and that kind of thing. So it's, 
it's a powerful experience. And then I found too, that if it is something that was really deep trauma from a past life, that's really embedded in our energy, we do sometimes have to observe that from a first person perspective and to bring up those emotions and, and that energy to feel it because sometimes we're not able to feel it in that other lifetime. And once we feel it, then we can understand the impact it had on us and then it can clear. So um, it usually, you know, it ha- it's very guided when we do past life healing and it's, it happens in a way that's not meant to be re-traumatizing or reactivating. It's to just bring the awareness and the understanding to it so that then it can be released. So, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And no, I, 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 what a great approach that is because again, you know, dissociating, I get like being able yep. to say, Oh, let me watch this movie. If this thing happening, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> but yep. yeah, first person part of it. So yeah, that's really awesome that then you yeah. that much, it's, it's just a safe, safe way to go back into it. So yep. And yeah. I find that we're really supported in all of our trauma healing in that way. Like a lot of the things that you know, are considered in psychology to be reactive, such as dissociation and things like that. Um, Sometimes that's actually our higher self or our guides protecting us from feeling what's releasing too deeply. And it's actually not necessarily a bad thing if it's at the right timing and in the right context. It's when we're not doing our work and we're dissociating all the time. And, you know, that's not changing at all that it's a problem. But I found that a lot through my healing process, there would just be days that I wasn't trying to be dissociated, but I would just be way up here somewhere. And I would ask about it and be told, well, you're releasing a lot. So oh. if you were in your body all the way, you'd be feeling that way more deeply than you are right now. So it's important that this clears first and then we'll put you back in your body. So oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I, you I know, yeah. that's something don't beat yourself up if you're, you know, sometimes we have this clinical understanding of things that we think, well, something's wrong with me. And that's not necessarily, our nervous system and our body has so much wisdom and it knows how to navigate different things in a way that's safe for us until we're able to release that. And then it rebalances itself. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I mean, again, I say to people, be gentle with yourself all the time. I end the show with be gentle with yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I love the idea of being easy on us when we yep. <laughs> when we find ourselves maybe wandering off just a bit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about um, anything that you may have wanted to speak about and haven't had an opportunity to do so yet. Sure. Yeah. I mean, really the the thing that I really like to get across to people is just that we all have that power within us to heal, that healing from trauma, whether it's personal trauma, ancestral trauma, doesn't matter. We have that within us to heal it. And I don't mean cope with it. I don't mean deal with the symptoms of it. I mean, heal it, overcome that and not have to experience that triggering and that activation and, you know, that nervous system dysregulation and all of that. And it takes a lot of work, but you can do it and it's possible. And that's a really important thing because I think a lot of people lose hope. And I hear a lot because I have taken a lot of coursework on trauma healing and that kind of thing, which is more of a psychological model. And I'm always waiting for the punchline. 
Like I'm, I hear about, you know, this is how the nervous system works and this is how we do this. And this is how we approach that. And then I'm always waiting for the, the resolution of it, of where do we get to the actual healing? And from that understanding, they don't know. There's, right. there's not an answer to it. It's, it's, I don't know. Sometimes people heal and sometimes people don't. And it's, it's because there's that missing piece of spirit and that inner guidance that comes from our soul wisdom, our own inner guidance system, our body, that body wisdom that we have. And that's so divorced from our mind that you, you can't heal if you're just addressing the mind because this stuff isn't happening in your mind. Your mind is reacting to what's already present in your energy and in your body. So you have to address it from that perspective first. And then the mind falls into place. You know, the mind tags along after the fact, after yes. the healing occurs there. So that's what's what I really like to empower people with is you have the power. It's not in anyone else that can heal you for you. It's It's all in you. And sometimes it just takes some information, some tools, some support, and you can get there. Um, and that's kind of what my mission is, is to help people do that. And um, I offer courses on my website. There's a free co course called Ancestral Blueprint Basics that kind of teaches about the ancestral blueprint and the energy that we inherit through our lineages, both the soul lineage and our genetic lineage. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have meditations. If, if anyone's a member of Insight Timer, um, it's a meditation app. I have meditations on there and things like that. So I try to, you know, help people one-on-one -on -one that are able to. And I also try to offer a lot of free stuff that people can access to, to start this process. So wonderful. Well, my newsletter is Hope for Healing. So when you said the hope part of it, and I 100% I agree with you that healing is possible and uh, for all of us. Yep. And yep. no matter what we've been through. So it's great. very true. And I'm the, I'm the poster child for, <laughs> for going from very extreme trauma to balancing that out. And of course I still have healing to do as we all do, but um, it's, you know, I've lived it. So I know, I know what it's like to experience the trauma and be reactivated by it and to work through that healing process and benefit from that healing process. So yeah, it's, it's really important work. Yes. Well, I just, I thank you for sharing your beautiful work with others and being here with me today to, to share it with my audience. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank oh, what is your website? Yeah. My website is rootedwisdomcoaching.com. Okay. Awesome. All right. It. I'll put it in show notes too, with a link, everybody. So you can click on it there and, uh, go get that free gift. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well, terrywellbrock.com. You can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.